This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. What's the song you never need to hear again? 651. 651- 641-1071. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. As we begin the third hour of our program today, I'm the Bradley trainer. Colleen will be back tomorrow here for all the fun today. As per usual, is our good friend Holly. Hi. Hi. Um, Holly, why are we asking this question? Uh, we're asking, what's the song you never need to hear again? And call us, 651-641-1071 if you've got a song. Now, this isn't about songs that you hate. Yeah. This is about songs. It, you don't even need to necessarily love them, but this isn't an exercise in song bashing. This is a song that you have heard so many times that you just you you can live a full life and you never have to hear it again. Ever. It's just we're retiring songs. We're we're sending them to the great beyond. And did you have a particular song that made you want to ask this question? Yeah. Over the weekend, I was listening to the radio. Imagine that. Okay. And I heard Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Oh, God. Wasted. Where were you that you heard Margaritaville? I was listening to the radio, Bradley. Just like, just listening to the radio, huh? Just listening to the old-fashioned radio, like some people are doing to us now. And so Margaritaville came up on the playlist. That is a song. I don't hate it, but I definitely never need to hear margaritaville ever again oh, in the history of my life i think you've oh, got somebody agree with i you. couldn't agree more with you on that song i don't hate it but it's just everybody's love it's, it's everybody's love for it no no i'm over that. so like it's just everywhere you will hear it in the muzak like when you're walking through the gift shop when you're going to a bar on the beach somebody will be playing margaritaville or i would like to remind you there are actual margaritaville restaurants I know. And resorts. Yes. Full-on resorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can live in Margarita. So, Holly, you're just going to have to stay cl- steer clear of the Caribbean. Sorry. Uh, well, I, I Do you can... feel bad for the people who, like, work in those places? Oh. I, I, yes, because as a person who has worked in a theme establishment at one point in my life... Where was that? I'm, I just, I, a themed oh, establishment. Okay, Let's just say wow. that. Um, She's on disclose... No. What's the word? Non-disclosure agreement. I yeah, I no need to hate. We're not we're not hating on things here <laughs> okay. in this segment. Cute. But when you have the constant piping in of themed things in your life, you just you never want to experience those again. And again, it's not that you hate it. It's just that it needs to go You don't to need to hear away. it. Okay, do we have anybody else on the phone, Grant? Yeah, we've actually got full lines oh, here. We'll right. start with Steve, okay? All right, let's do it. Okay, Steve, what's a song you never need to hear again? Blame it on the rain, oh. yeah, yeah. Millie Vanilli. I mean, all of the Millie Vanillies. Oh, <laughs> Millie and Vanilli. But do you Please. like? Do you like Millie Vanilli, Steve? Um, 
Next question. <laughs> Steve has no good thoughts about Millie Vanilli. Oh, I mean, he's not alone. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. All right. Um, who do you never need to hear from again? Who else is on the phone, Grant? Who do we need to hear from who we don't need to hear from? Carla is next. Hey, Carla, thanks for calling. What do we never need to hear again? Hotel California. Oh, yes, Carla. I yes. am with you, Carla. Now, Carla. I Welcome to the Hotel California. Are you a fan of Eagles, Carla? I am not. The worst night of my life, <laughs> I was in the Dakota restaurant listening to an Eagles cover band. Oh. Now, I still drank then. <laughs> but it was horrible. Did it help or did it hurt? It was terrible. I Thank you, Carla. All right, we've got Sandy on the phone. Sandy, what song do we never need to hear from again? What do you say, Sandy? Hey, I, I say I don't need to hear Neil Diamond's that today. You know, we're coming to America today. I never need to hear that. Again. <laughs> hey, she is, she's done with Neil Diamond. Today! Aww. I hate that one. <laughs> but do you like Neil Diamond otherwise? Or it's is it the you whole know, Neil Diamond's okay, but not not my favorite. I, that I, song I can't stand. I've got to say you're not alone, and thank you um, so much for bringing up Neil Diamond, because he's another one who I think just gets overplayed, Holly, right? Like, Mm -hmm. what's the other one that everybody... Sweet Caroline. And I know I'm going to get, like, hate mail. So good. good. You're just lucky Colleen isn't here, because I I think she would actually physically go into your room and just... Well, were it not for the the pandemic, she would throttle me for saying that. Mm -hmm. Do we have anybody else on the line, Grant? Yes, we have uh, Tracy on the line with us. All right. Hey, Tracy, what is the song you never need to hear from again? Okay, here's the funny part. There are two songs. The first one I thought I was going to get totally bashed for because it's a classic. It was Hotel California. There you go. (laughs) You're in good company. Welcome. Well, exactly. And I heard that and I'm like, oh, good. I'm not going to get bashed for that one. The second one unfortunately, is the Lady Gaga from A Star is Born in the Shallows. Oh, yes. Not only do they play that on regular radio, we have an Alexis at work. You play country or you play Garth Brooks. And of all the Garth Brooks songs, they play him singing it with Trisha Yearwood like two or three times in one morning. Nope. Nope. And this is, yeah, it's bad. Thank you for reminding me that I, too, never need to hear in the shower. <laughs> no, ever again. <laughs> You're in good company. Oh, thanks for your call. Have a good one. Yep. All right, you guys. Um, we got a uh, one or two more we can get out quickly there, Grant. Yeah, we've got uh, Alice on the phone here. All right, so Alice, you're going to be our last word. Alice, what is the song you never need to hear from again? Go ahead, Alice. Uh, he stopped loving her today by George Jones. Oh, how does that song go? Oh, he stopped loving her today. He, um, he, uh, she, he had died. It, it was his lover from the past, and she get, dropped him. Aww. And so he stopped loving her because he died. And it's it's a sad oh song, and I'm tired of it. But I love George Jones. <laughs> All right. Uh, fair enough, Alice. Fair Thanks, enough. Alice. Thanks, sure. Alice. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that she's like, I hate the song. I liked him, but yeah, she I, died. Yeah, I'd also like to add uh, the entire album Back in Black by ACDC. Okay. N- never need to hear a single thing. I don't even on know it. what that. Give me a song. Back in black. Never 
Because we're back in black. Dun dun. No, not no, Bradley. I sorry, I guess ACDC is not. That album is immensely popular. I enjoy ACDC, mostly the Bond Scott era. And anytime, bless their hearts, anytime an instructor, haven't been at a gym in a year, but whenever they would play ACDC to try to get us pumped up, I would get rage in my bones. I'm like, I'm not doing another push up. Work. Harder? No, 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 it actually made me work less. All right. Well, we won't play it because we need you to work hard for the rest of the show today, at Thank least. You. And then maybe, you know, you can relax. When we come back, we have to revisit Britney. Ooh. <sighs> there is a reckoning going on around Britney Spears and just the uh, disturbing nature of tabloid culture. We'll get to all of that in its finer points when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071, streaming live and doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts, along with Grant. Ladies and gentlemen, the Britney Spears reckoning is upon us, and it's important for us to have a thoughtful discussion about it. You're not used to always hearing thoughtful discussions here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, but sometimes we do go deep in the shallow on the more serious side of your favorite pop culture stories. And this all comes as a result of the Britney Spears documentary, Framing Britney Spears, on FX slash, uh, what was it, Hulu? Hulu. Yeah, Hulu, uh, that we watched over the weekend. Now, the the part of the story I thought we could revisit, Holly, is the tabloid role. And, well, actually, just the sort of larger responsibility people are feeling or accounting for. Um, following this documentary, meaning what role did society, did you and I, did people on the radio, did tabloids play in Britney Spears' troubled relationship with the world around her? Mm -hmm. Now, specifically referencing tabloids, we've seen a lot of people come for, you know, People Magazine, us weekly and other tabloids for their the way they portrayed Britney Spears um you know 10 20 years ago and you know the way they treated women in general but certainly women like Britney Spears who were pop stars as like sexually promiscuous mm-hmm. problematic mm-hmm. the cause of a lot of drama yeah. and so people have begun to to take tabloids to account well, there's one tabloid who's actually saying, I'm sorry for their role in the way they talked about Britney Spears. And um, I thought that might be a good starting place for this somewhat deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, who's apologizing? Thank who's you for making asking. a statement, Bradley? Thanks for asking. It's Glamour, and that's Glamour with a U. Glamour magazine, um, they posted a story, but this is how they framed it. So we can get to the story in a moment, but they made a post on their Instagram with a picture of Britney Spears from a long time ago, standing in front of the Eiffel Tower saying, we're sorry, Britney. We are all to blame for what happened to Britney Spears. We may not have caused her downfall, but we funded it. Also, I think downfall is maybe a little bit overselling it. I don't know that downfall is the right word. but And we can try to make up for that. Link in bio to read more about the new documentary on the Free Britney movement. When you go to that link in bio... Um, you are treated to a story in Glamour magazine about sort of like the public's role 
in Britney Spears coverage or Britney Spears criticism at large. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So, um, so they're treating you to the story that was written, but I thought that's a good, that's a good conversation to have. Like what role do tabloids play or what responsibility do they have for the coverage they provided, um, you know, 10, 15 years ago around Britney Spears. Yeah, it is a good jumping off point because what they're trying to get at Glamour magazine um, is the one of the things that Framing Britney Spears illustrates chronologically is how the media portrayal of Britney Spears at the time, at the height of her fame, looking at it from what we know now is pretty problematic on a number of fronts. And so like just kind of I haven't had taken the opportunity to read this Glamour magazine article, but I think that they're trying to put themselves what's interesting is they're putting themselves right in the middle of the conversation. I don't know how much Glamour magazine itself contributed directly to this kind of narrative with Britney Spears, but they are taking on a sort of responsibility, I suppose as being a female-centric media entity. I think it's less about the specific responsibility that Glamour magazine has and that tabloid culture in general has and that the public has. I think they're trying to sort of shame all of us for, you know, paying so much attention to Britney Spears. Um, And then they just compile a bunch of uh, tweets from people who say we're sorry because it's been a trend now on Twitter the last couple days for people to say we're sorry, Britney. And they're showing all of the tabloid headlines Mm -hmm. from, you know, Life and Style, Us Weekly, uh the inquirer and more but i think that's a good conversation to have and that's the conversation that will be likely a lasting one you know britney spears is one individual person but the way she was portrayed in the media specifically the tabloid media is similar to that a lot of women uh of a lot of women and the way they were treated in the tabloid media in the last 20 years plus Mm -hmm. right and i think it's good to have a conversation about how that changed uh how it still needs to change because the thing that i found so stark when watching framing britney spears was just how focused and obsessed we were with her being the problem right right Right? like that she was just a constant like thorn in the side of culture Right, like, so much so we listened to it the other day, Bradley, that the first wife of a governor actively wanted to harm Britney Spears for being a bad She said influence. she wanted to shoot her in the head. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah. So literally the wife of the governor of Maryland said, yeah. if I what? could shoot Britney Spears, I probably would. Oh, yeah. some people you know, shouldn't talk. And she was at an anti-violence uh-huh. conference. <laughs> oh, yeah. man, that's... But- like interesting like that like Britney Spears what? the figure of Britney Spears became the center of this moral panic about teenage young women's sexuality presentation in the media and that it became so focused just on her and her behavior and that that was a mentality that the media had you know i think it's shocking because for a lot of us the year 2000 doesn't seem like it was that long ago and that this kind of behavior was happening yeah 20 years ago i mean and and it it also is a good sort of uh, reminder to check ourselves now like yeah. what's the thing we're being um 
that there's a blind what is our blind spot now or what is causing people to morally panic now exactly oh moral panics we could do days and days of conversations about pop culture moral panics Mm -hmm. and there's a great podcast called you're wrong about that talks about many of them download it when you have nothing better to do okay when we come back thank you holly and grant Crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, good afternoon. Well, it's not 30 below yet, so uh, slap on an extra pair of pants, uh, turn on another electric blanket, and join us for the rest of our show today. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm the Bradley. That's Holly and Grant. Colleen will be back tomorrow. Now it's time to get right to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things. Repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. 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 Like, you know where? Florida? No. (laughs) New York! New York City! Well, no. Cape Vincent. New York State, actually. So fancy. It does sound very fancy, but I'm taking you to state prison in Cape Uh. Vincent, (laughs) where allegedly was found a makeshift weapon. That's a weapon. Uh, But they call it a weapon in uh, upstate New York. So, that's not particularly unusual to find, you know... Uh, what do they call that? Illegal weapon. Contraband? Contraband. I knew there was a better word. Thank you, SAT lady. Um, yeah, it was a contraband weapon. And that's not crazy stupid idiot status, though. Like, big deal. That happens all the time. Yeah, big whoop. Who cares? It's it, maybe is maybe it's a little bit the weapon itself that earned the story crazy stupid idiot status. But it's it's more about where this weapon was located or found, rather. Well, this is crazy, stupid idiots, Bradley, so I'm going to make the very informed and educated guess that this weapon was in nature's pocket. Oh, let me try that again. Oh. No, it was not nature's pocket, Bummer. which is a, a very common hiding spot. Heidi ho there, neighbor. Uh, nature's pocket being, of course, <laughs> the back door. Or the front door. I don't know. Oh, that's true, because sometimes people have two doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the screen door and then the and then the other door. It's uh, supposed to be I, a ding-dong. Sorry. Can I make another guess? Yeah. Was it in a fold? It was not in a fold. Okay. I'm out, I'm out of guesses, honestly. If it's Brant, not a if door or fold. Do you want to guess where this weapon, this contraband weapon was found? I didn't hear your previous two guesses, so I apologize if this is wrong, but I'm going to go with uh, the nostril, just to be unique. Oh, my God. Grant. What? Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, my God. You did not win the uh, Throwback Live at 245, but you did uh, guess correctly. In fact, a correctional officer at the state prison in Cape Vincent, New York, found a makeshift, makeshift weapon in an inmate's nostril. Ugh. What? Yes, Ew. you can hide weapons in those things. Ugh. It turns out that a piece of ceramic that had been sharpened on one end and then melted into a plastic cap was hidden inside 
the nostril. Gosh, prisoners are really good at figuring out ways to hide stuff. If they would put that energy into being not a criminal. An upstanding member of society. Right. Perhaps you are correct. It doesn't work that way, though. Generally nope. not, <laughs> as, as, as the story clearly indicates. Um, the inmate was placed in special housing, awaiting disciplinary charges. But the same day, another officer found Suboxone inside a package that was mailed to an inmate. What does that even mean? Suboxone is a drug. It's oh. used to help people getting off of opioids or heroin, oh. things like that. It's basically the same. It gives you, if you take a lot of it, it'll give you the same effect. So I can see why they're sneaking it in. Yeah. Thank you for the can education. We just go back to putting things in your nose. Wouldn't I would constantly be like, my eye would be watering. <laughs> right. And I'd be like, oh, it burns. It burns. Oh, yeah. If you even pull a hair wrong in there, I start crying. I oh, can't imagine. But sticking a pen cap up there that's <sighs> got a weapon. Nope. One time, my sister stuck a french fry up her nose and uh. I had to go to the doctor to pull it out. <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrible. One time, I was eating a Jolly Rancher in fourth grade and I was sitting at my desk and we were taking a test and all of this. <laughs> Halfway through the test, the Jolly Rancher came out of my nose. What? How does that even happen? I don't know, but I had like... What what flavor? I don't remember. It was probably watermelon because those are my favorite. One question. Yeah. Was it a struggle or was it a quick slide through? No, it was like... (laughs) And it just hit the table and everybody looked. First grade, I will just remind you that I was taking a test. I bent over to pick up my pencil that had the... The triangular eraser thing. Do you remember those? <laughs> yeah, those are yeah. fancy. Yeah. Um, I bent over to pick that up and I farted. <laughs> Dead silent. <laughs> I loved you. Like out loud. I would yeah. have loved you in school. I was a, like, I was, I was probably a good friend for people who wanted to get in trouble. That's why I would have loved you because I had a friend who would also try to make me laugh constantly, and then I would get in trouble. That would be me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I didn't know you and. Elementary school because yeah. I got in enough trouble. Yeah, <laughs> as elementary it is. school, man. That's the time when the, when the trouble happens, the shenanigans. Yeah, I was a troubled child in elementary school. By the time I got to high school, I would kept to myself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Holly, do you have a story for us? Sure do. <laughs> sure do. We're going to Oregon. Yay! Yay! We're going to Clackamas County. Ooh, I like Clackamas. Yes. I just like to say Clackamas. Yes, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful world word. Uh, we're going to be talking about a guy from Portland, because that's near Clackamas County. Uh, he was driving a Volkswagen Jetta. And you know what they say about driving a Volkswagen Jetta? It's just like driving a race car. Is it? <laughs> no, nobody said that I was going to say, like, Jettas are, Jettas are no. not... Jettas are sensible uh, uh, four-door Passenger cars. vehicles, Sedans, yeah. I believe, is what they call them in the world of cars. <laughs> so this guy is driving a Volkswagen Jetta, and he decided to uh, speed past a Clackamas County Sheriff's oh, that's not good. deputy. But he must have done something really weird, because well, that seems kind of garden variety. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, though, is that the, the, the Volkswagen Jetta was speeding right up to the deputy's patrol car, then decided to pass the deputy's patrol car, and then pulled into the lane in front of the deputy's patrol car. And then, like, took off speeding? Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Then the deputy's patrol car pulled over this guy. Yeah. Uh, this guy's name is Jeff. So he pulled Jeff Jeff over in the Volkswagen Jetta, and then he stopped the car. Then the deputy got out of his car, decided to go and check out the Volkswagen Jetta, but the Volkswagen Jetta 
rolled back about 25 feet and hit the front of the deputy's patrol oh, car. Man. Now, the deputy said he could smell alcohol from Jeff's car. Yep. Noticed a can of bush light Oof. in Jeff's cup Classy. holder. Bush light. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, this is contrary, though, to what Jeff had been claiming. And Jeff was claiming what he was, how he was driving loud and clear on the back of the Volkswagen Jetta. Because what? on the back of this car, he had a bumper sticker, Jeff. Okay. Because <laughs> he wanted to let everyone know what the deal was. Okay. So he was driving. like, I have to make people aware of what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. What did and, the, what did the uh, bumper sticker say? Not drunk. Avoiding potholes. Oh, no. Oh, not no. drunk, That's like guys. wearing the equivalent of wearing a t-shirt that says, um, I'm not stealing things. Yeah, because we've seen that. As you're busy stealing things. Yeah, we've seen those t-shirts before, Bradley and Crazy Stupid Idiots. Now, Jeff told the deputy he planned a party with a friend over the weekend, so perhaps he was pre-gaming a little bit, but pre Maybe I had a a drink or two. Yeah, Jeff failed the sobriety (laughs) test, registering a .22 blood alcohol concentration. That's more than twice the legal limit in the state of Oregon. Then Jeff was arrested and transported to Clackamas County Jail. Don't worry, guys. He's not drunk. He's just avoiding potholes. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like if if you put that on your car, like, that's because, like, you don't, nobody who doesn't drive drunk puts that on their car, right? I, you know, I suppose it's one of those things where Jeff thought the logic was hiding in plain <laughs> yeah, sight. Like, right. If I tell them I'm not drunk, they're gonna believe. Then they're gonna be like, "Well, surely he's not drunk because he has the bumper sticker." Because he's like, and nobody would be that stupid. Yeah, because it's like, well, it's the adage: if you tell people who you are, then you should believe that. But he's just taking it a step further. Um, also, he has this Mickey Mouse. I was going to say, I did notice there's also a Mickey Mouse uh, peering over the back seat uh, decal yeah, on I his rear, view, that's like, rear window. He kidnapped Mickey, and Mickey's <laughs> like, help me out of the car. There's a also, drunk man. Also, wouldn't be surprised if we saw on the right hand side if he had one of those Calvin and Hobbes stickers where Calvin Calvin's peeing, peeing on, on something. something. Who created that? that I Where's don't the know. Somebody, for the Calvin and Hobbes somebody explained. To, hey, by the way, there is a podcast about truck nuts, so I feel like there's got to be a a, a a corollary podcast episode about the Calvin peeing on whatever, whatever. Choose your own adventure. He, he <laughs> on your own. As well as the stick figure family. Locally here, you'll mostly see it on the Green Bay symbol. Ha ha ha. You know, like that's oh, that's usually the I one see. you'll see a, the guy standing in Minnesota over to Wisconsin, things like that. But uh, that's that's the humor there. So Jokes! <laughs> yeah. Got another idiot? No. Great. I mean, I do, but we don't have time. Oh, so yeah. here's what we're going to do. We're going <laughs> to... She's like, we got, we got a show! Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.